Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Podcast, where we unpack and explain the powerful Word of God, making it practical and helpful to your daily life and especially to your job. You connect with people who make you feel valued. Am I right? What is it about them that brings value into your life? And better yet, do you bring value to their life? Good questions, huh? Thank you for joining me on the Blue Jeans Christian Podcast. This is episode 136, and I'm recording this episode in Amarillo, Texas. We were planning on just passing through here, but there was quite a windstorm and Gusty winds are not very favorable to a fifth-wheel camper, especially crossed winds that gust up to 65 miles an hour. So we pulled over, found an RV park, and are sitting here waiting for the wind to, to die down as we work our way to Arizona. Used to drive through this town going to and from college, from northwestern Wyoming down to East Texas, where I went to Letourneau University. And I always passed by this restaurant called the Big Texan Steak Ranch, but I never stopped. It's right on Route 66, and one of the attractions on Route 66, if you know much about that, from years gone by. But it's still going strong now and super popular. They offer a 72-ounce steak, which is free if you can eat it all. If not, it's like 100 bucks. <laughs> And we did see a board that people do actually eat it all. They've had, it looks like, over 10,000 people since this restaurant opened that have eaten that steak and got it free. I can't imagine eating 72 ounces of steak at one sitting within an hour, as they do give you an hour to eat it. But wow, over 10,000 people since this restaurant was opened, and I don't know when it was opened, probably in the 30s or 40s or 50s, somewhere in there, you know. Route 66 was the first interstate highway from Chicago to Los Angeles, and very popular back in the day. Not so much anymore, although there are a lot of places that are being revitalized because with the RV industry being so popular, a lot of people are taking that Route 66 in their RV and visiting some of these places along the way that are really cool to see. Anyway, today, in this episode of the podcast, we're going to somewhat continue what we started with the last episode. We talked about pride last week and how it is the enemy within us and the enemy Satan, who was the instigator and champion of pride, <laughs> knows that we have that still in us and likes to stir it up in us. And his ultimate goal is to make us ineffective for Christ, if we're true Christians, by being prideful about things. And we talked about there is good pride and there is bad pride and how to know the difference, which, which pride is sinful. If you didn't listen to that, go back one episode and listen to that. It was called... We have met the enemy. The opposite of that is humility or being humble. Since it's the opposite of pride and God hates pride, he wants us to be humble. In fact, never in the Bible does it actually say we're to be humble, but it almost always says we are to humble ourselves. 
because it's something we have to consciously do, make an effort to do or to be. We have to work at it, almost always. It really doesn't come natural. It's not like you can be nice because, well, you can. You can just be nice. But to be humble, you've got to actually think about it and work on it. Okay. Back to my opening comment. We connect with people who make us feel valued. So take a second or two and think about that. The people who you hang around, you probably do so because they make you feel valued. You bring something to them that they like or maybe need. In his book, How Full Is Your Bucket?, author Tom Rath talks about that, that same concept, using the metaphor of a dipper and a bucket, where each of us have a dipper and a bucket. And do you fill someone else's bucket with your dipper, with your interaction each day? Or do you use your dipper to take out from somebody else's bucket, leaving them with less and less, and therefore more tired at the end of the day? (laughs) And if you're a type of person that takes out of their bucket, they really don't want to hang around you very much because you don't bring value to them. So this concept which, by the way, I think you should read that book. It's pretty easy to read. But anyway, this concept, at least in my mind, is talking about humility. Humility. When you're talking with others, do you express your value or do you talk about theirs? Good question, huh? Philippians 2.3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. So let's ask that question again. In your relationships, when you're having a conversation with someone else, are you expressing your value to them? Are you thinking about what you're going to say next instead of listening to them or giving them value? Or... Are you allowing them to express value to you? Hmm? It takes humility to look for, find, and allow the value of others to come to you, to impact your life. It takes pride to be valuable to others in such a way that you're not gaining anything from them. Proverbs 18.2 says, Fools delight in airing their own opinions. But Proverbs 11.25 says, Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. And by the way, that right there gives us the content of our conversations with others and maybe even a task to do during those conversations. Let me read it again now with that in mind. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. Do you? Similarly, Proverbs 18.2 says, A fool has no delight in understanding what other people are saying, but expresses what's in his own heart. First, did you notice that the Bible calls a prideful, self-centered person a fool? 
I thought it was interesting that uh, Solomon, the writer of that proverb, used the word delight. Okay, A fool has no delight in understanding what others are saying. In other words, a fool is discontent when he has to listen to what someone else is saying. You know people that are like this, right? You know people who, when you're having a conversation with them, it seems to be a one-way conversation because they're doing most of the talking And when you finally get a chance to say something or to add to the conversation, you can tell that they're not really listening. They may be nodding their head saying, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, but they're not listening. They're formulating in their mind what they're going to be saying next. That is a fool, and that is not how we Christians are supposed to be. The opposite of discontent is content. And it also includes a little bit of fun and happiness. Delight, right? Remember that in there? A fool takes no delight in listening to others. Well, that means that we should get delight when we do listen to others. And that's why I say it involves a little bit of fun and happiness, because that's what's part of that word, delight. And a little offshoot of that word is the word content, contentment. It should be fun, joyous, and we get some content listening to others. When you do so, you give them value. You value them and what they have to say. Because back to that word pride, I think the fool is prideful when he spends most of his time and effort in a conversation talking about himself or expressing his or her own opinions and not listening or caring about the other person. That's pride. Humility is the opposite of that, of listening to other people and giving them value and not just trying to think of what you're going to say next. The conversation has to have a little bit of both to be valuable to both, not overpowering by one or the other. Because then there's no value in the conversation. And if you've been around someone like that who talks an awful lot and doesn't care much about what you have to say, you really don't want to talk with them ever again. (laughs) It, It was a pointless conversation. Oh, you may have learned a thing or two, but you didn't come away with a fuller bucket. You probably came away with less of a bucket. Or to put it another way, you weren't refreshed. A humble person refreshes others when you talk with them. You add to their bucket. And I think that's how you know if you're being humble, if you're doing this humility thing correctly. Remember, we are told in Scripture to humble ourselves. That means we have to make an effort to do that. So when we're talking with somebody, make an effort to build them up, to refresh them. This reminds me of Proverbs 11.25, which says, The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. When you're having a conversation with somebody, it takes generosity to give them some things of value and to not take from them. It's not generosity when you take something from someone. So make it an effort to give something to someone of value, a conversation, 
that will build them up or refresh them and waters them, which helps them grow, is what it's saying in that Proverbs verse. Waters them to help them grow. What a great concept to think about when you are humbling yourself in a conversation with someone else. Not to keep adding more and more to that, because I'm sure you get it by now, but Romans in the New Testament, Romans 15.2, Paul says, Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. So as with most of my podcasts, how do we do that in a practical setting? What are some examples to specifically use or say or do to put that into practice and to practice that, right? Well, the first one that jumps right out at me is if you meet somebody like right after church or uh, on the street or at work or on a phone conversation, do you say, hey, how are you doing? Or hi, how are you? Well, do so and expect an answer. Okay? Everybody is dealing with something. Some more than others, but everybody is dealing with something. And I'm willing to bet most everybody would just really love to tell somebody about that or maybe ask some advice. So instead of saying, hi, how are you doing? And then turning away and going to the next person, stand there and look at them. Hi, how are you? And look at them and expect an answer. And if they say fine, say, wow, very few people are fine anymore. (laughs) Are you sure? Because that's really awesome if you are, but uh, I, I would bet something's going on. Is there something I can pray for you about? It's almost like in the movies, people say, hey, let's do lunch. But they never mean to. If you were to call them back and say, hey, how about tomorrow? They would say, what, what? Uh, You know? (laughs) So when you say, hey, how are you doing? Really want to know. And let them do a lot of the talking. And maybe you can offer some advice. Maybe you just need to be a shoulder for them to lean on or an ear for them to shout at. And that in itself may add to their bucket. May delight them may build them up remember that's your effort refresh them build them up and allowing a one-word answer of fine or okay doesn't do that so take the time remember if you're going to ask that question hey how are you doing you better be able to spend the time to listen for the answer and do so see could you expand on that a little bit (laughs) you know or something Okay, here's another practical application of that. Expression of humility. Notice how they are acting or how, they're, how they seem to be. Because a lot of times you can just simply say, you don't seem to be yourself lately, or it looks like something might be bothering you. There's something you want to chat about? Is there something I can help you with? And here's maybe a a third one. Is there something I can pray for you about? 
that one usually is really good, especially if they know that you're a Christian and they may not be. I have been in some of the roughest jobs this country has to offer and with some of the roughest, toughest, meanest people this country has to offer. And I tell you what, it doesn't take long before they realize there's something different about you. Hopefully. (laughs) Because you have adorned the doctrine of Christ in your living. So they may notice that, well, you don't talk like they do. And you seem to have a little better attitude than they do. But it won't take long before they realize that. And if you say something like, well, you seem to be down today. Is there something bothering you? And if they don't answer right away, say, or is there something I can pray for you about? I have done that with some of the roughest oil-filled welders or some of the harshest construction workers probably in this country. And it melts them. And it shows them that you may actually care about them. And I don't care how tough of a guy you are or how mean of a gal you are. (laughs) You have a soft spot in there somewhere. And you really appreciate it when someone shows that they care. And when I have asked that, is there something I can pray for you about? Every single time I get the answer of, Oh, would you really? Oh, I would sure appreciate that. And then proceed to tell me a little bit at least of what's going on. And sometimes I pray for them right then and there. And then remember to ask them about it later or the next day or the next week. Hey, you know that issue we talked about? I've been praying for you about that. How's it going? And maybe, just maybe, that is the start of sharing the gospel with somebody. That started by just showing you cared about somebody enough to listen to them for at least a few seconds. (laughs) That's practical application of humility. Here's another, maybe the fourth practical application or something you can actually do to help improve the conversations, and that is to make a positive or uplifting compliment. Compliment them on something. You know, wow, that really looks good on you today. Or I saw how you did that, and that was really good. You're getting really good at that. In doing so, you add value. In addition to building them up and encouraging them, Can you do that? I would suggest you work on those this week and see if you become more valuable to others and certainly more valuable to Christ because Christ can use you when people want to hang around you. You may even get to share the gospel or at least they can see Christ in you. And that's really a really good goal is for people to see Christ in you. And by Christ in you, I mean the attributes of Jesus, such as peace and joy and compassion for others and, above all, love for others. So with your next conversation, what or who is the focus of that conversation? Try and make it them and building them up. Okay? 
It's hard, I know. It takes practice, I know. But that's why the Bible says that we are to humble ourselves. We have to work at it. And that's what we're going to do, is work at it. Work on being humble, so that we can be useful for Christ. For more tips on how to be a Christian in blue jeans, visit my website, bluejeanschristian.com. Thank you for that, and thank you for listening.